If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. This week, we're off to the city made famous by the hit movie Crazy Rich Asians. Yep, that's right. We are going to Singapore, where Journeys to Come's Jack Walden catches up with Patrick Fiat, the general manager and chief experience officer, what a great title, of the Royal Plaza on Scott, part of the Preferred Hotels Group. So join us as we discover the sights, the sounds and slings of the city, which has become the perfect stopover destination and really does have something for the whole family. Patrick, why is everyone having so much fun? Well, it's a big business decision. Well, mainly happy staff makes happy guests. So very simple. So if all people, everybody in the hotel, all our associates are very happy, it's much easier to deliver that friendly service and makes a big difference. So that's really what we are and that's part of our culture. It's really our DNA to be friendly, to have fun. Fun is part of our core value as well in the hotel. So that's, uh, that's how, and, I be, and thank you very much because that, it shows that we are successful to a certain extent. Thank you. How, how long have you been um, uh, managing the hotel? 20 years. It's coming to 20 years in December. What, what do you love about the hotel? Singapore is, all, is a changing city in every aspect. It can be too, from food, entertainment, architecture, people, uh, it's non-stop, so it's never boring, for sure. And a lot of people who came to Singapore like 20 years ago or 30 years ago, they said, oh, Singapore is such a boring city. I invite them to come back now because they could not believe what has happened to Singapore. I believe you were here three years ago. In the last three years, I'm sure there's so many new things happening in Singapore. And when you come back in again in two years or three years, there will be again a lot of new things. In, at the airport, they are building that big uh, dome with inside there will be entertainment, restaurant, shopping, uh, movie. There's a giant waterfall inside that dome. I mean, where else do you, start in, do you see this in the world? Only in Singapore, okay. That's really very incredible. And that's why I love it from, from day one. 20 years ago. It was previously a big stopover city for Australians. Uh-huh. It's True. becoming a big stopover city again. But why should Australians, why should people stop in Singapore? What, what, what can they do for a long weekend, a week? Well, it depends if they come with a family or if they come as maybe honeymooners or so on. I mean, for family, you have Resort World. I mean, which is with the Universal Studio, uh, with all the entertainment there. Uh, you have the zoo, you have the river safari, you have... I mean, for kids, there is a lot to do. For the more grown-up, um, there would be, I mean, you go, I mean, the old Clarkie is still incredibly uh, attractive in the evenings. Or you may have, I don't know, more than 100 restaurants or maybe 150 restaurants. You have discos, you have bars, and uh, it's non-stop until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So it's a lot of things to do there. There's a lot of entertainment, a lot, a lot of new galleries, art galleries. You have the National uh, Gallery, open, I think, two years ago now. 
that's incredible. And uh, what is beautiful about it, even people who like architecture, or deep, I mean, you have incredible, very iconic building like Marina Bay Sand, like the National Gallery, which they have joined the old parliament building into with a new, very modern structure. So you can go through the gallery, through the museum, and you end up at the at the top of the museum, and you are ending up looking at columns, which are maybe like 150 years old, and you are face to face with the top of this column, which before you could have never seen, except from the bottom, you know. And you have all these old places, all the food places, you have these, uh, I mean, food, I mean, food, you can go from a $5 dinner to a $500 dinner in Singapore, uh, all in between, for all type of food you can imagine from Asian, from Western, from all around the world. And that, again, is something you can, for any person, so you, you can really enjoy your food. And the food, even the $5, well, you have Star Michelin chicken rice now. For $5 Michelin star, you can have a meal. So, so where, where's the $5 or the five-star Michelin uh, uh, chicken rice? Oh, this one, there is one, it's uh, one is in Chinatown. You have, uh, it's in the street. Uh, funny enough, yesterday I was driving by and I saw this uh, chicken rice, for Star Michelin, like, too much traffic, I could not stop, I wanted to go there. Uh, I tried the one near uh, the IGB hub. There is a big, they do the chicken rice and uh, the roast as well for $3.5, $3.5. So everything is there, it's incredible. And do you see, I, I mean, we've certainly uh, this weekend experienced the, the extremes of the food. The, mm-hmm. uh, do, do you see that happening all the time? People, you know, you know starting off with the, the street food and then, uh, you, know, you know, having uh, expensive meals and that. And are you enjoying it? Well, I hope they do. Because that's really the diversity of uh, Singapore. And then you, d- you have, especially with the Singapore food, you have the Paranakan, which is the origin of 100, 150 years ago of the mixed Malay and Chinese. Then you have, of course, Chinese food, Indian food, Malay food. A lot of fusion now they're doing, even in some of these hawker places. Uh, so, yeah, it, they should try. I mean, they should try ma- mainly the hawker food because it's very unique to Singapore. They're even talking lately about having it part of the UNESCO heritage to be registered. So that would be an incredible. The Botanical Garden in 2015 was declared uh, UNESCO heritage. So a lot of these things. I, and that's just near our hotel. The Royal Plaza and Scott, you, I do my jogging there three times a week from the hotel. I go there, I, I do my run around 5K. Fantastic, and you have incredible, uh, I mean, that garden is incredible with the trees, orchid garden, of course. So it's just walking, uh, well, running distance in that case. Are there some good running uh, spots around the hotel? Well, mainly the botanical garden. Botanical must be 1.5K from the hotel. Then inside you can do easily 10K because there is a beautiful lakes and there is a, I mean, it's a very nice environment. It's very, um, a lot of trees, so it's not too hot because in Singapore it's quite hot as you must have noticed. <laughs> what, 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 what's the best time to head out jogging? I, like, I've, I've seen people um, uh, around the place, you know, you know jogging at all, all points through the day. Yeah, I mean, running at 12 noon, crazy, no way. Uh, but best would be around 6.30 in the morning or again after 6.30 in the evening. And that's where it's the best time to run. That's what I do. 
and if I can just go back to the hawker centres, what yeah. what's your um, tip to uh, for for someone for their first time uh, going into one of these hawker centres? What what should they do? Follow the queue. Where you see a queue, that's you you can be sure that's a very popular hawker place. And here, Singaporeans loves to queue, but they queue for a good reason because the food is very good. So you, you, you will know, and all hawker places you have maybe, I don't know, maybe, I would say, 100 hawker places, in, I mean, are, you know, where, and within each hawker area you will have 100 stalls, and then one would be spe- specializing in chicken rice, another one about the noodle, another one about the soup. So you have to ask people in town which one is the best chicken rice, where is the best noodle, where is the best soup. Then they will tell you, and when you are there, or if you don't know, you just happen to be in any hawker center, you see the queue and go for it. That would be your best guide. And any other tips for getting the most out of hawker centers? Well, you have a baluster, you have the one near um, the Passar, Passar Tapa. Lao Passar. Lao Passar is very, I mean, it's an old building. It's beautiful. It must, the building must be at least 80 years old. Just renovated maybe two, three years ago. And at night, they open the Saté Street. So you have uh, maybe 10 or 15 Saté stands. And they are in the street. They close the street just to have... And you have all these uh, Saté kiosks. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Chinatown is a great place as well for, for all these uh, hawker food. Chinatown, you have to try a little India as well, and that's very much Indian food, and you really eat like the locals eat, and that's what the beauty of it. It's not for tourists. Travel is often best shared with friends and family, so please share this podcast with your travel companions, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you collect your podcasts. What, what are the things to do around your hotel? Shopping, shopping, Shopping. And where where I, I've, spe- I've done a little bit of shopping today. Where, where are the best spots to go for shopping around the hotel? Well, we are just on, I mean, slightly, we are, what, 50 metres uh, off Orchard Road. And Orchard Road has been declared, recognised as the best shopping avenue in the world. Not the best avenue, because we all know you must have noticed I'm French, and the most beautiful one is in Champs-Élysées in Paris. But the best shopping avenue is Orchard Road. And what makes it the best shopping avenue in the world? Well, it's, uh, you have uh, three kilometers non-stop of top-end shopping, and in between you have some few of middle range, but you can find anything you can think, any brand. Every brand is there represented there. It's air-conditioned. That's nice. <laughs> Do you... Uh, I constantly have guests uh, uh, coming back with bags and... Of course, of course. I mean, you see, on, and especially on weekend, our housekeeping is so busy and usually our room attendant don't really want to work on weekend because the pile of shopping bag in the room at the end of the weekend is huge. We must... We have to add more trucks just to get rid of the of the bag itself, not the content, not the bags. I mean, the paper bags. Yeah, it's incredible. On, it's a big shopping. From all around Asia, people come to Singapore to shop. Huh? I mean, uh, And beyond Orchard Road, where, where else uh, should people head out to shop in Singapore? 
Ouais, it depends again. If you want something really on the cheap and very reasonable price, and you, you buy, you know, it's, you go to Mustafa. It's open 24 hours. And it's like, a, it's like a Sunday's market. I find everything. I'm very cheap. Yeah, 24 hours, seven 24 days a week. Hours. Yes, seven hours a week. Yeah, absolutely. It's not it's, uh, from here, taxi ride, maybe 10 minutes. And what, so obviously there's, there's heaps of ways to get around Singapore, taxis, public mm-hmm. transport. What, uh, ha- how easy is it to get around the city? Well, first of all, in front of hotel, we have all the bus. You may have maybe at least 10 to 12 different bus lines. You have MRT with uh, like a six, seven minutes walk from the hotel. Uh, then taxis, taxis are very cheap compared with other countries. Very, very, very cheap. So you can, and they, or you have Grab as well. Uh, so it's, well, you see, you don't have traffic as well in Singapore because cars are very expensive. So it's a way as well to limit the number of cars. So you don't have to be stuck in a traffic jam for you know, hours and so. Within 10, 15 minutes maximum, you are in your destination. And, and that's the beauty, yeah. And, and so Grab is uh, the, the sort of the local equivalent of Uber. Correct. Uh, and how, how popular is it becoming? It is very popular now. It is very popular. Most of the people are using it. More than taxis, I believe. But despite it, they're still increasing the number of taxis. It's very popular now. Yeah. What, what's, uh, what's the easiest way to get to the hotel when you arrive in Singapore? Oh, take a taxi. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take a taxi. The queue is very short all the time. It costs you maybe between 20 to $30 Singapore. Uh, except on Sunday, if you come a bit late, then you can add 10 more dollars. The Sunday, it's, you know, there's less taxis. As a ma- maximum, yeah. Uh, now, as you said, you are a Frenchman. What, what brought you to Singapore? Well, I've been in Asia for the last 40 years. And I've always, I mean, my life has been in Asia. I've worked in all different countries like Indonesia, Thailand, Philippines, Hong Kong, and so. And uh, Singapore was, uh, it was a nice, uh, after so many countries, you know, really like, you know, hoping from country to country, Singapore was the right place. For me to come. What's the mixture of uh, hotel guests? What what brings them to your hotel? Well, many uh, the hotel Royal Plaza Scott is very much a corporate uh, hotel. So eighty percent of our uh, visitors are corporate business people, and the rest will be more will be leisure people. We, speaking of uh, of leisure and, and mm-hmm. business, where um, uh, uh, we're seeing a big rise in leisure. So people combining <coughs> business and leisure trips. Do you, do you see that in, in Singapore and in the hotel? Yeah, more and more and more. And we call that staycation as well. People mixing their business trip and staying longer or arriving uh, before. Yeah. yeah, getting more and more of this. Yes, absolutely. And what, what makes Singapore a great city for, for uh, pleasure or staycations? Well, I mean, I don't know if... Um, Everything is available. Everything you can open a company in 24 hours. Yeah, you want a new. You want to open your company 24 hours. Your company is open. Incredible. Where else? Wow. I mean, it's incredible. Where else can you do that? So it's efficient. It's safe. Uh, things are happening fast. Um, all the communication. I mean, the t- uh, technology, the IT. Everything is very, very, very high level. So. It's really very seamless. It's a very seamless place to do business or even on vacation because everything 
if they're it's so safe. Mm. You can leave your kids go shopping on their own if they're young still, you know. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it, it, it is an incredibly safe city. You feel, um, you know, no matter what time of the day or night it is, you feel, feel safe. Mm. What, why is that so? Well, uh, I think uh, there was, uh, you know, I mean, you know that you cannot eat uh, chewing gum in Singapore. Okay, yeah. you cannot smoke. You have streets now. Scotts Road or Charlotte, you are not allowed to smoke in the street. Yeah. And it's a completely smoke-free hotel as and well. And a completely smoke-free hotel. We are the first smoke-free hotel uh, in Singapore. And it's just, uh, I, thi- I think it's marvelous. I mean, it's fantastic to, to, that this is possible. You know, I wish that in, in other places it would be the same. You know, I was going to say in France, but mm. yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. Cocktails in Singapore are a big thing, uh, I, either rooftops or, you know, you know, obviously it's a great way to cool down. <coughs> T- uh, what, what do you think of a Singapore sling? Oh, well, Singapore sling is part of the heritage of Singapore. It was, uh, it was invented in Singapore at the Long Bar at the Raffles Hotel, which is 120 years old now. Um, you have some incredible uh, bar in Singapore on rooftop. You have, of course, the Marina Bay Sand. You have the One Altitude. You have um, some, I, and you can see the whole skyline of uh, Singapore. I do it at night because it's much more, uh, more interesting and amazing, the, the view. It's fantastic. It's really great there. And where, when you've got uh, family and friends coming to visit Singapore, where, where do you take them? What, what, what's a sort of typical 24 or 48 hours? Well, yesterday, I mean, Sunday, yesterday, my old day, I've been here 20 years. I, I went to Chinatown. It's fantastic. It's great. Wherever you go, you are always the crowd and the food. And uh, you can always buy, you want to buy souvenirs. Chinatown is top. You can buy anything you want for so little. So that's great, and uh, you know you can buy. You know it's very colorful. Uh, the food, the Chinese restaurants. You can uh, you can have them on the side uh, road, or you can have them in nice restaurants. You have to know a bit where they are. These dim sum, they pass with the little uh, cart, yeah. and you choose what. So you don't have to ask for the menu. Yeah. And you see, you like, you take, if, and they put it on your table, and they will uh, give you the price at the end of the of the lunch or dinner. This. Uh, and then I will take them to Garden by the Bay, absolutely, because it's spectacular. Um, I will take them, um, well, again, depending what they like to do, again, back, you know, if they like more galleries, arts, I will take them to art galleries. And there was some uh, friend who, of mine who came the other day, and they were interested in the architecture and how to, to really develop a city. So we took, that, we took them to the urban development building office where we were able to. And there's a map of Singapore with all the buildings. So you can see really the, the, how Singapore started and it has developed. So again, it depends on all the, the, you know, the, the like of the people, what they prefer to do. And what, what's, what's the best time of the year to visit Singapore? There's, mm, there used to be a dry season, rainy season, no more. It's all, you know, you can have a rain in the evening. Uh, there's no real time to, you know. Uh, even during Chinese New Year, where they close for two days, 
there's so much festivities and so happening. You have all this dragon dance and the lion dance. So you can see really the way how people celebrate this festive season. Or during the Deepavali or during uh, Ramadan, you can see all these uh, festive mood and what they do, the different local population, what they do for during this time of the year. And speaking, I, I mean, there seems to be always something going on in Singapore. You've got the Grand Prix coming up. And t- tell me about the, the car with the crabs on it out the front. Well, we have started that. I mean, for us, for Formula One to come to Singapore was an incredible news. I mean, wow, Formula One in Singapore, who would have believed it? We don't have space. I mean, where do you put it? Well, trust them. <laughs> you know, they knew where. And they put them in the streets in the middle of town, and on top of it, a night race, which did, doesn't exist. Wow. So it was spectacular. So that was, and of course, we wanted to be part of Formula One. So every year we are building this life-size race car, Formula One car, and we do with the recycled uh, thing. So we use Nespresso capsule, we use a bottle cap, we use a shell, we use, like now, this time is lobster and crab. So it's a very, you can do a lot of shelfie now, right? <laughs> uh, and, and, and so, who, um, uh, who, who's sort of responsible for the um, that that creativity? Who 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 put the car puts the oh, car together? The, the, our chefs, or we have a team of chefs. I mean, they are very talented, very creative, and every year they come up with the what we are already talking this morning. We are talking about what do we do next year. Because every time, one time we did with pasta, another time with uh, macaroon. So it's always, you know, the whole bread that we collect and so. So next year, it's a big question. If you can give us some ideas, please. We, we, you, you may win a, a stay at the Royal Plaza Scott. Well, it, it, it's certainly, um, you know, attention grabbing for your shelfies mm-hmm. out the front. Yeah. Will there be lots of guests here uh, during the Formula One and... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, in the hotel and enjoying the festivities. Yeah, absolutely, we already one year from one year to the next year, people are booking for the hotel, and we have already eighty percent occupancy as now. So, what, I mean, it's one month before they will get. Usually, we'll finish on ninety percent, ninety-two percent occupancy, for, and it's for three days. They come not just for the night; they come for because there's a lot of entertainment band from all around the world. I mean, Tom, international the band come playing during for three days. A lot of uh, events again around Formula One. So it's a, it's a lot of excitement again then. What excites you every day about work, working in this hotel and working in um, the hotel industry? Well, at the people. I mean, we work for the people. We're here to serve the people. And this is great because people have really, I mean, the, the needs of uh, guests have changed a lot as well compared with uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, so, and this is always a changing, and the market is changing, and there's all this distru- disruption, like uh, B- Airbnb and all this. So we have to challenge that and uh, to react to it, and we have to react much faster than before. And uh, it's the people, it's not the guests, uh, and as well our people in the, working in the hotel. We call them CEOs here, chief experience officers. Everybody is a CEO in the hotel because we all deliver that experience to our guests. And how, how important is it for uh, every, you know, you know, all, all the members of the team to know that they're part of creating that experience? Oh, it's, 
It's part of our culture, our DNA. They know that. It's part of our... We talk a lot about trust, respect, having fun, making a difference. This is the way we, we have been for many, many years. And uh, this is something we... And we want for the last three years, the, the, uh, you know, that institution, great place to work. Uh, we are the number one hotel uh, for Singapore as yeah. a result. So it, again, it's something... And we're having fun. That's very important. And when you say why they're friendly, happy, and so, I think, well, everybody's very happy and having fun here. Yeah, well, I I guess it certainly um, is paying off because, you know, know, uh, everyone has had a smile on their face, has had um, a huge, you know, know, range of ideas and and places for us to go, uh, and they've been so friendly. What are the biggest changes you've seen to uh, hotel rooms uh, over the years you've been working uh, in the industry? Uh, well, to, brought, to bring up uh, technology and uh, Wi-Fi, of course. We we're, were the first hotel here, Royal Plaza, to have free Wi-Fi in all our rooms. That was uh, really incredible at the time. I mean, the, I'm talking about eight years ago now, I believe. Uh, so and now it's not only free, I mean, so what? But it's fast. Very fast. Very fast and for multi-device. Very important as well. So that's what we were able to do that. Uh, we're offering free mini bar. I don't know if you're aware of it. Yes, uh, I've guest, be, yes. been partaking. <laughs> okay. And uh, desk, very interesting. The desk, we used to have uh, this big desk in the room because people say, oh, they want to do work. They put their paper, their file, they have the room service, they have the tray of room service, and everything has to be in front of them. No more. So in the new rooms, it's a very small uh, desk because people mainly they will work on the bed or on the armchair. Or most of the time they will go to public area because they want to connect, socialize with uh, like all this co-working place. So that's what's happening in the, in the hotel now, yeah. That's a big change. Non-smoking hotel, of course, uh, because that's what people want. Even a smoker don't want to go to a smoking room. So that's, you know. Um, food as well uh, in the restaurant we have the, this uh, carousel uh, buffet yeah, got, it's, it's a great uh, buffet um, I, I mean the breakfast we, we've enjoyed for the past few days is okay. spectacular mm, thank you very mm. much yes I mean it's we are trying to I mean that's what we did a study and what do you want people wanted this this and that and we went really for the breakfast or for lunch and dinner they wanted the uh, sushi sashimi that's a must seafood seafood was big so our seafood uh, display is incredible uh, Asian corner of course and uh, so all this has been based on the you know the, the feedback we got from our guests uh, we are li- and I believe the difference now we are listening to our guests 20 years ago we were doing what we like to do as hotelier and <laughs> how, how important is it to, to listen to your guests oh, I mean that's the, it's, I think it's a secret and do it of course not, don't just ask and uh, you know and uh, it's not lip service you really have to listen to them and do of course you cannot be everything to uh, everything to everybody but when you focus on the that market then of course you know market segment you just do it yeah very very important how big is a hotel because it it, it seems I, I i mean it seems like a, a big hotel but it f- a big hotel but it feels like a small hotel uh, but ha- how many rooms and we have 500 rooms and uh, the wow. but because the building is perpendicular to the to the road so it doesn't look that big when you enter and the uh, 
everything is very compact of the lobby. The restaurant is really in one area. So it's very easy to reach, to see, to find your, your way. And uh, we have been able to, to, and that was the trick. I mean, 500 rooms, how can you have a, you know, your service to be individualized to, for the guests and to know what is the guest needs, what uh, the we write history of the guests when they came, when they come back, they get, you know, what, uh, what they ask for the, during their last visit. And that's doing very well. Technology is very important for that, to support that. Yeah, technology, yeah, it's, uh, but still, again, we're in an industry, still people want to meet people, they want face-to-face, -face. so technology can help us to support, to give us more time to deliver the service, yeah. What would your final um, call for people to, you know, you know uh, uh, stop over and stay in Singapore be? Well, I think what's going to be the latest craze here in Singapore, I don't know, well, you must, I'm sure you have heard about the movie uh, Crazy Rich Asian. I went to see it yesterday. And it's all over Singapore. It's incredible. All the hallmarks of Singapore are there. And uh, you have the Ruffles, you have the Marina Bay, the, uh, Marina Bay Sand, you have uh, Padang, you have all, you have a new Newton Circus, a hawker place. So, and, and I believe they already started to do you, you, you are going to do it uh, with a guide going from place to place to see like a bit you have the Game of Thrones in different countries yeah. or in New Zealand you have these guys they are starting already in Singapore I believe if people are like this kind of things mm. which I believe they have it I mean uh, to me it's not it was not really my type of scenery but I, I would not mind to, to do the tour as well it should uh, be fantastic. It's fun. Again, it should be fun. And, and do you think, so uh, Crazy Rich Asians movie, do you think it will be uh, a boost for um, uh, Singapore tourism? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think so, yeah. Because they, they, they will discover that Singapore is not that little red dot they are talking about. It's very international. It's, uh, it's crazy. And we don't like to talk about Singapore. Crazy? Singapore? No way. Well... Come and see by yourself. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited, all the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details. <laughs>